This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 750, How Jonathan Jumped from a 6 to an 8 in IELTS Speaking. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band 7, 8, and 9 success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score. Today you'll find out how Jonathan, a three-key student, increased his speaking and listening marks by two whole band points, and learn why focusing on your strengths may harm your IELTS scores. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, IELTS test takers and future, maybe future guests on the podcast, right? Like if you guys get really high scores and you could share your story with the world. Um, we have an inspirational guest today. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm really glad to be here with you, Jessica, today. And Jonathan, tell us, why are you here well, I'm really, first of all, let me just tell to our listeners that I'm really excited because I was kind of dreaming of this moment since I was stuck in the course. So I'm basically here to, te- to tell you a little bit about my story and how I got this course I needed. Perfect, perfect. And what scores did you get, Jonathan? Oh, absolutely. I was actually looking to get a seven overall and I got it. Especially like in each each section, I get on speaking part, I get an eight, and on the listening part, I get an eight as well. Wow. Unfortunately, in writing and reading, I get six. I didn't okay. actually move from the scores I get previously, but I, I'm I'm really good. Like that's that's what I wanted to get. So probably in the future, I can prepare a little bit more in my writing part or reading part. But I'm okay. I'm really happy with my score so far. Okay, so this is really interesting because listening and speaking are directly connected, right? As skills. Yeah. <laughs> and both of those were eights, which is amazing. And then yeah. on the dark side, reading and writing <laughs> are also connected. So let's, yeah. yeah, let's focus on the positives first. All right. Um, so how many times have you taken the exam? Uh, this is my second time, so it's only two times. The first time I took the IELTS exam was back in 2015, uh, November 27, if I'm right. And the second time was this year in, actually, let me check, on May 24th. Okay. Very specific. Thank you for the details. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, okay. So your listening and speaking scores increased. Is that right? Absolutely. Actually, they jumped. I, on my last IELTS, um, attempt, 
I get six in every single part, like speaking, listening, writing, reading. And now I, I mean, I got eight in both speaking and listening. So I'm really glad. I'm really happy about it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about some advice for everybody out there because an increase of two band points is like crazy, right? I'm sure there are so many candidates out there that are just dreaming of jumping yeah. by two whole band points. So what did you do as far as listening goes? Okay, let me tell you first. So my first strategy is, of course, following your course and, of course, listening to your podcast. There, I mean, every single day until the day I took my exam, I listened to your podcast. It's really useful because there is a lot of vocabulary you girls uh, give us every single podcast you're, you are uh, posting, as well as idioms. And not only that, actually, I think the most important thing that really made a difference on my score was the fact that I could feel or I could just be myself in the speaking part. Because the first time, the very first time I took the exam, I was kind of robotic. So I was thinking like, uh, oh my God, I shouldn't smile because probably the examiner oh no. is going to score me like, in it's going to decrease my score, something like that. But that was wrong. I was really wrong. And I, then when I took my, uh, my exam on the speaking part, I just like broke the eyes. I kind of smiled to the examiner. I, I really felt myself. That's all I had to, to say that just be yourself, speak as yeah. if you're speaking with anyone else. That way your words will come out and everything will be like smoothly and everything. Totally. Yeah, exactly. I, I was just talking to a personal coach student today, actually, and had to remind him, like, this is not a job interview. Um, exactly. Like, you're not at a funeral. Like, let's... <laughs> Let's loosen up a little bit because like li like <laughs> literally that could be the difference of a whole band point. You know what I mean? Like I think that's often the case. It like going from a 6 to a 7 is just letting go. Is just exactly. starting to be yourself. And then Absolutely. increasing further from that 7 to that 8, it's not only just being yourself, right? You still need to really work on oh, absolutely the vocab yes. and stuff like that. So, what sort of like IELTS specific preparation did you do for the speaking test? Oh, absolutely. First of all, you gave us some uh, vocabulary, interesting phrases to use anytime. Like, for example, no matter if you probably if your mind is blank, like you forget everything. There's a word, there's a phrase for that. So you could use yeah. it and you could still sound like kind of a like native or kind of like that you are really following the, um, the conversation and not just like be quiet and oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I cannot do it now. It's yeah. just about following the instructions. Uh, another really important thing that I use is a, an idiom. At least use one idiom. Don't exaggerate like, uh, making your whole conversation about idioms. No, that's not the point because it's not going to sound natural, I think. It's just about re like really like being straightforward. Use idioms, uh, probably um, kind of some slang, I would say, or some yeah. words that are used um, pretty much in daily conversation, like for native speakers. Like for example, the verb catch up. I remember that I I used that one. I don't remember like the whole conversation, but I used it, and I think that helped me a lot because my conversation will sound more natural. It will sound like in a higher level, not the basic conversation we learn or we are used to 
to when we are learning English or something like that. Like, do you totally. really have to to like put a little bit more and like go forward? That's what I mean. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Jonathan, can you share one or two of your favorite idioms with us? No, absolutely. Uh, I have one that is once in a blue moon. That's a great one. For everyone's, yes. <laughs> That's actually the one I use. Oh, it's when awesome. something's really improbable and oh my God, that ha- probably is going to happen once in a blue moon. So if you use it correctly, well, you're going to rock it. <laughs> and what, uh, yeah, exactly. So that phrase, guys, you could totally use that in speaking part one and part three, actually, right? To talk about things yeah. that almost never happen. Because there's always exactly. questions about like frequency in part one, like how often, blah, blah, blah. So even if you're answering this question, like, let's see, what if the phrase is like, how often do you exercise? Now, like I exercise all the time, but I could strategically use that phrase And I could say, well, honestly, like I try to exercise almost every day, but usually I just go running. Like it's nothing exciting. I guess once in a blue moon, I'll take a yoga class or something, right? Like you could still like slot it in there. Okay. That's a fantastic idiom. So a couple Mm -hmm. things I want to point out for our listeners that you said, Jonathan, it's so important to have some phrases in your back pocket when you go into the exam, right? Don't overdo it, but if you have one or two phrases to use when your mind goes blank, like, oh my God, you don't know how nervous I am. My mind totally went blank, right? To fill in that little silence. And then also a couple idioms to have in your back pocket that you can definitely use. Um, Exactly. Like the second part of that, which it's funny because literally like my last class an hour ago, I was talking about this and the guy was like, I love using idioms, but I know sometimes I use too many and it sounds weird. And it can. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can't force it, guys. Like that also is inappropriate. That'll keep you below a seven if you're not sounding natural. So I like this strategy, this like putting a rule on ourselves, like let's use three, let's use three idioms (laughs) in the whole test or whatever, like keep it below five, you know, so you don't sound too weird. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) That's that's definitely true. And and, and as as a matter of fact, there's another phrase well, it's not an idiom, but that's going to make you kind of like um, save time if you're thinking about your answer because, well, probably the examiner will ask you any question that you are not expecting. But then if you say something like, oh, you know what? That's a tough one. I use that one as well. And that gave me some time to think about my answer and then being able to talk because if I like my brain is not as fast as I think it is. Uh, I mean, I wish it was faster. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you have to just say, oh, well, that's a tough one. And you're like kind of saying, not directly, but you're kind of saying like, okay, give me a little bit of time to think yeah. about it and then answer. And that's a very like smart way to save time, I say, I would say. Totally. Yeah. And also like... Mm-hmm. 
On that note, you can totally acknowledge out loud if it's a weird question and you have to think about it. Like, what are the favorite colors of your friends at the moment? Like, I remember having to ask that when I was an examiner and it's such a weird question. So just, you know, like, just say that fact out loud. Be like, exactly. Like that is that is a super strange question, and I don't know how to go about answering that. But if I have to guess, I would say black or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> d- just be honest and say it out loud. Okay, so we also had some personal coach classes. Would you say that that um, sort of gave you more confidence for the speaking exam, or did that add anything to like help Ooh. your score? Absolutely. Actually, when we had our like session, you gave me the same score I got, eight. Yeah, you told that's me like, awesome. oh, you're going to get eight. And that's what I got. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it <laughs> works. It really works. And actually, that's the part I was the most focused on because I really love speaking. I don't know why, but that's, that's I mean, I, I really enjoy it. So I said yeah. like, oh my God, I have to really get a good score on this one because actually, as a matter of fact, I work as a trainer in a company and my voice, because somehow my speaking skills are part of my job. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's one of the points I was really, really thinking about. Like, oh my God, I really have to get a good score in speaking or <laughs> otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> or your whole life will be worthless. No, just kidding. Probably. That bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so let me let me connect this now because you're saying that speaking is your favorite. You really enjoyed it. You were mostly focused on that. So that's why you could see such good scores in speaking and listening, right? Because you yeah. like those things. So my question is, did that cause you to spend less time on reading and writing because that's not what you enjoy? Ah, uh, yes. Actually, yes. I was, actually, I was kind of scared about writing and reading because I checked the reviews, I checked the strategies, but somehow it was a little harder. I mean, still harder to me to try to like convey my ideas and try to write, try to, well, use connectors or whatever. I said like, oh my God, well, I think I'm good at that. I'm not that good. So I'm going to focus on what I'm better at. So that's why I probably yeah. like focus more on speaking and listening and probably left apart writing and reading, which I mean, that's not how you should do it. But well, but anyways, I get a good score. And in the future, I think I have to work more and not, not only for IELTS, actually for, for my daily life, probably totally. if I am going to study a master's degree or something, I really have to improve my, my writing and reading skills. It's really yeah. important. No, that's true for sure. I mean, luckily you did get the overall that you needed, right? But I like that you can still acknowledge the fact like there are gaps. And Jonathan, I mean, what you did is natural. Like we want to play to our strengths. We want to stay where we're comfortable and confident. But when we're preparing for the exam, like that's a red flag because – like it is way easier just to like practice the stuff that you're you that you like that you're good at, right? 
Um, so yes. guys, I, yeah, I think, um, it is somewhat culturally dependent, like how, mm-hmm. where we feel comfortable communicating. So perhaps you're from a culture that is, um, more oral or especially your job, right? You talk, per- you're a professional talker because you're a trainer. So like sticking in those areas, you probably, you were probably already doing well and it was the other stuff that was challenging and scary like that's what we needed to spend more time on yeah it's i think it's really interesting and would probably surprise a lot of people that the speaking was an eight and the writing was a six because like they're both communication forms right but i think this shows how different they are and having confidence in one doesn't necessarily translate to the other so yeah guys future candidates out there i would encourage you really challenge yourself spend more time on the tough stuff right absolutely yes actually I mean, for our listeners that are listening to the, this podcast, I would say like, it doesn't matter if you're really good at speaking or something, you really have to work on it on each part of the exam, listening, writing, reading, because they have something that probably will not let you like um, get the scores that you want unless you work really hard on that. I mean, I'm yeah. conscious, I'm aware that I should have worked more on writing and reading. Probably I, re- I focus on speaking because that's the past, that, that's the part I enjoy the most, but that's not how it should be. I mean, for all the listeners, please practice as much as you can for everything. Not only <laughs> speaking, listening, everything for real. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay, Jonathan, I mean, such important lessons and advice for future IELTS test takers out there. Um, I mean, thank you so much for being able to share your experience, the positives, the negatives. And I mean, the most important part, let's not forget, is that you got the overall seven you needed, right? Like at the end of the day, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, Jonathan. So do you have any other advice for students that are preparing for IELTS? Absolutely. The most important one, listeners, listen to this podcast. It really works. I mean, you will enjoy it. You will learn a lot and you will really like rock your scores if you listen to this podcast every single day. I mean, it's not boring at all. I enjoy it. I still listen to it. Even though I no took way. my exam like two months ago, I still listen to it for my daily life. It really works. That's awesome. And now you're going to hear yourself on it. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Guys, if you want to access these same strategies and study plan as Jonathan and get those classes with me or a member of our team, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash coach. That's C-O-A-C-H coach. Okay, awesome. Jonathan, thanks again. I know you're busy. You're doing this while you're at work. So thanks so much for taking the time to share your story. Thank you, Jessica, for everything you have done for us for every listener and i'm really glad you and lacy have like released this information and everything i'm really really happy to have been i mean to have having found you in on the internet or whatever thank you for everything my pleasure thank you so much jonathan enjoy the rest of your day okay thank you bye bye Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.